We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That had to feel good for Jim Laranega last night because they had lost nine in a row to FSU hoops, and they're a better team this year, but you never know, obviously. You go up to Tallahassee, and they put the hammer down yesterday. That had to feel good. Yeah, it felt uh, great in a lot of ways. Number uh, number one, obviously, the nine-game uh, losing streak. And Coach L, in his meeting on Monday night, had a big poster board inside the meeting room with the number nine on it and then a big X across it, uh, telling the team. This He told them, his first words in his meeting were, uh, this, this stops now. This stops now. This losing streak to them stops now. Now, there were a couple of uh, circumstances – for that losing streak, uh, Coach L's first 14 games against Florida State, he was 8-6. and six. But then, of course, the rosters for Miami and Florida State completely flip-flopped. And Miami, of course, struggled with their roster because of the FBI and all that stuff. And Leonard Hamilton had some great rosters. But in addition to that, Hawk, over the years, uh, Leonard Hamilton and Stan Jones have made that Miami game very important. It's been very personal to them. And I suspect... You know, Stan Jones was up for the job a couple of times at the University of Miami and did not get it. Uh, Leonard's number one assistant. So they always seem to put a little extra emphasis on winning that game. And they've had Miami's number last year, two one-point games. This year, uh, last night, Coach L, I think, was really proud of his team for a couple of reasons. One, Saturday was a heartbreaking loss to Duke. We did not come home. We stayed on the road and went from uh, North Carolina down to Tallahassee. But on Saturday night, I thought Coach L did a great job with his team. After dinner, he reviewed the Duke game, broke down why Miami lost by two points. And in his opinion, it came down to shot selection. And Miami took too many contested contested shots against Duke, shot 25% on contested shots, 50% on uncontested shots. Didn't share the ball. He put a game plan in on... uh, Monday, uh, Monday at practice, they worked on it Monday and Tuesday, and then last night they were brilliant. So he was really proud of that. And by the way, it was the most lopsided victory by a visiting team in the series. Damn. But that, that game, because I go back to they had two twin towers a couple years ago. I think one of them's in the league right now playing some, speaking of Florida State. Is it kind of like – you know, what UM struggles with is that height because I was looking at their roster after watching highlights from last night, and they had some gigantic human beings on that court. Is that where that losing streak comes from? Is that size thing that Coach L actually talks about all the time? We're usually the smaller team on the court. Well, Miami's going to be the smaller team this year. They were the smaller team last year. Yeah, they've been the smaller team against Florida State for sure. Uh, Leonard has always had gigantic players. He's got two now. Baba Miller, three. Baba Miller is 6'11. McLeod is 7'4. He's got another guy, Deontay Green. He's 6'11. Uh, Baba, but he, uh, Leonard has decided this year to play small and use skill. And uh, 
So the size wasn't quite the factor last night as it was, although McLeod played pretty well. Size is going to be a factor for Miami the rest of this season. They have to work around it. It's one of their shortcomings, uh, but they can work around it. Everybody's got to chip in and rebound. It was a bit of a uh, factor against Duke, but the nine-game losing streak to Florida State really was. Florida State had the better roster, and they had the size and the more skilled roster. They had NBA players, one-and-done players, and Miami could barely field a team in some of those games. So that was part of the reason for the nine games. Last year, uh, Miami thought they had them beat in Tallahassee, and Charlie Moore got called for a foul. You might remember, eight-tenths of a second remaining in the game, and they called a, a foul on Charlie Moore, gave Florida State two free throws to win the game, and then down here in Miami, uh, the Kings fell behind by 26, and uh, they got, got it down to one. Wong rushed up the floor for the last shot, hoping that it would either go in or a foul would be called, and they just they didn't blow the whistle. So two one-point losses last year, but uh, they made up for it last night because, as I said, they yeah. shared the ball. They were great. The second half, they got a little bit sloppy, but uh, uh, they were up by 28 points on Florida State. That's pretty good at when you're on the road. The game at the Watsko Center last year, Solana and I were at that one. That was one of the most epic comebacks. I remember yeah. Mario Cristobal had just been hired, remember? And he came out yep. as that comeback started to take shape. He started to hype up the crowd it was uh it that that was that place was buzzing the the hurricanes basketball team so they're on the road saturday at pitt then they're home tuesday night at the watsco center they host Vot tech but then there's a couple of big ones coming up they're at clemson saturday the 4th and they host duke at the watsco center monday february 6th and i know Duke's not uh, ranked, but anytime Duke comes to town, it's always fun. So they're 20 in the nation right now, Joe. What do we really know about this team right now? Do we know enough to say that they are a legit top 20 team? And, and what level do you think that they can compete as the season moves on and then we get to tournament time? Yeah, when, when, they, when they play, well, listen, when they play like they played in the first half last night, uh, they, they can beat almost anybody. They've got a very good resume. Uh, you know, they beat Rutgers in that ACC Big Ten Challenge. Rutgers beat the number one team in the country. Uh, Purdue, Miami beat Providence. Providence is probably a, a tournament team. They beat Virginia. Virginia's a top ten team. They're undefeated at home. It's tough to win on the road, by the way, in this league. The top four teams in the ACC, in ACC games, the top four teams are Clemson, Miami, uh, North Carolina, and Virginia are 19-0 and at home. So it's tough to win on the road. Uh, Miami has some shortcomings. It's going to be their size, but they can really score. And uh, they're an offensive-minded team. Uh, they've got guys that can score everywhere. Miller can score. Wong can score. Nigel Pack has got unlimited range. I, I don't know what the scouting report on him would say for the other team. It must say pick him up at half court because he can make a three from anywhere. And uh, over the last seven games, he's at like 46%. So he's starting to feel more comfortable with Miami. Uh, last year, he was the fifth-best three-point shooter in the country. Didn't get off to that kind of start at Miami. But the last seven games, uh, 46% from three-point range. He and Wong each had 18 points last night. Uh, when they share the ball, and they had a, the X factor coming on is Wuga Poplar, who had 14 points in the game last night. So athletic. So how far can they go? Uh, we are 10 games into the ACC season. Seven and three uh, in, sec in third place. That's a great spot to be in. They, they, they're going to play Clemson, as you mentioned, Hawk. Have a chance for a top-four finish inside the ECC. Uh, got seven wins, 
probably need, I don't know, five more ECC wins to make sure they're inside the NCAA tournament. And, you know, anything can happen there. It depends on uh, your seed, how you're playing. But they can be a very, very hard matchup. When they shoot the ball well, they're tough. They lead the league in field goal percentage. They're number three in total offense, and they're number three in free throw percentage. So I think those are pretty good numbers. Joe, who's the best player? Because I, I would say, I'm, tell me if I'm wrong, but I would say Nigel Pack and Isaiah Wong would be the discussion, correct? Well, Wong's an amazing talent. And they lost to Duke, and they didn't get anything out of Wong because he was sick. Uh, he showed up at breakfast on Saturday morning and came in sick and didn't score for the first three, 33 minutes of the game. I, I felt much better about Wong last night. Uh, when Miami came out of the locker room, he was the first one out and looked like he was shot out of a cannon. I thought, there we go. Uh, the, he, he, Miami knows, the players know that he's the guy that's got to score. And he can score in so many ways. He's awfully tough to stop. He gets in the lane. He shoots over people, scores over the defense, steps back into a three, 80% in the free throw line, almost had a double-double in the game last night, uh, top 10 in assists, top 10 in steals, top 10 in scoring. He, he's, their, he's the guy that makes him go. When he didn't score for the first 33, first 33 minutes, uh, Duke was very proud of that. that you know, John Shire... Uh, made that very clear that that was the key to the game on Saturday. So uh, Miami's probably going to go as far as Wong takes him, but Omir is a really, really hard matchup uh, because he's just so big and bulky and got biceps the size of grapefruits, and he's a double-double machine every night. And then um, Jordan Miller, I don't know if you guys know this number, he's, he's scoring 15 points a game. He's getting five rebounds a game. He's getting two assists a game, one steal a game, and he's shooting 50%. In the last four years, there are only two other guys in the league that have done that. Wow. And the two other guys were ACC Player of the Year. And uh, Miller, he just, you know, it doesn't look like it, but it's 6'7". He guards the other team's best player often, and uh, he stymies him. He, you know, J Jabari Smith, he had him last year against Auburn. He did a great job in the game last night, so... Um, I feel pretty good about them. This is a three-game road road trip for Miami. Uh, people get nervous when you lose a game on the road. They've got two road losses by two points. So those were, I wouldn't call them disappointing. I would call them frustrating. Uh, if they had gotten that North Carolina State game, that Duke game, I don't know, they'd be a top-10 team. But uh, they are 20 uh, with plenty of time to even go higher, and I think they will. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.